Hello and welcome to the Yarniacs podcast. This is episode number 197, which we're recording on Sunday, July 14th, 2019. I'm Gail. And I'm Charlene. And we're getting so close to number 200. <laughs> oh my gosh, by the end of the summer, we'll be at 200. Yeah. That's such an official number. It is. Oh my gosh. It is. We're so official. And we're back at UCSC again. It's a beautiful summery Sunday and it's just idyllic up here and the crows aren't even here to disturb our peace so yeah it's very nice so what are you wearing I'm not wearing anything knit right now because it is quite warm but I did wear this week my 5200k redux that I redid a couple of months ago it's a pattern by Suvi Simola and I the only thing I did to it was redo the asymmetrical hemline as a symmetrical hemline. And although I loved the asymmetrical hemline when I knit the sweater, that style has come and gone. And I was able to repurpose half the sweater because I only ripped it up to the arms where the arms separated and then I re-knit the bottom down. Gail is doing the same to hers. Yep. And I wear Inspired by greatness. (laughs) And I wear mine a lot. I wear it quite a bit. And the other night I went to see a Santa Cruz Shakespeare production of Pride and Prejudice and it got chilly out, so I was able to wear a sweater. Very nice. <laughs> in fact, I needed a jacket on top of the sweater after really? a while. Yeah. Did the fog come in or something? No, I think it, I was trying to figure that out because temperature-wise, it really wasn't that cold. But I think just because you're sitting and not, oh, moving, not moving, you get a little chilly. Mm-hmm. And it's an outdoor performance. I should mention that. It's a outdoor theater in what they call the grove and you're surrounded by trees and then there's chairs and a stage and it's really dramatic and i had never even heard of pride and prejudice being performed on the stage before yeah i wish i would have been able to join you (laughs) quite entertaining so that was 5200k by suvi simola what are you wearing gail likewise i'm not wearing anything handed at the moment but I did wear My Little Bird by Vera Valimaki twice recently. That's right. It's just the perfect little summer knit. And generally speaking, if it's too warm to wear a sweater, I'm not going to reach for something that's hand knit, which is why I don't knit tops in general. I either go sweaters or nothing. But that is the exception because it's knit in lace weight yarn. It has lace in the sweater, and I knit it without sleeves. And it is just a perfect little top. Such a light, light layer. Exactly. It's very nice. So I'm thrilled with that. Wore it out to lunch. Charlene and I got to go out to lunch with Tracy from the Two Knitlet Chicks the other day. She was in town. And I proved once again how I cannot be trusted to wear lace weight (laughs) sweaters. I managed to snag the very front of my sweater, probably with a bracelet. I don't even know how I did it, but... Have to do a little repair. I was going to ask, were you able to straighten the snag out? I haven't even tried yet. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But I think it wasn't a horrible snag. It was no, just a little it wasn't. snag. So it wasn't. I'm sure I'll either be able to or I pull will it. be able to. <laughs> Charlie is usually my <laughs> snag fixer. If I can't fix it, I'll just pull that yarn to the back of the sweater. 
Oh, no, you won't have to do that. I don't think so. It wasn't that dramatic of a snag. But Little Bird by Vera Valimaki, and I will be knitting a second one of those sometime in the future. So looking forward to that. Yeah. And what have you been stocking in the summertime? Well, I have hardly been on Ravelry, sadly. I was at my parents' house with my sister, and we are also, sadly, now working on clearing out the house. My dad is still living there, but he is going to be moving at some point. And the whole process has really drained me, both emotionally and physically. And I just haven't had much time or energy for Ravelry which makes me sad. I'm going to try to get back to my regular routine this week and find a little bit more more time for that. But I did see two very cute patterns from designer Anna Rakovic, or as I have more often seen her referred to, Mochi Mochi Land. Oh, yes! (laughs) And she has lots of designs on Ravelry. As of today, when I looked, she had 276 designs on Ravelry. And they all seem to be miniatures or toys, stuffed toys of some sort. There was, I can't, there were many, many pages. And I looked through about half of them and it looked like they were all miniatures or toys. And the two new patterns that popped up in my feed, first one is called Cat in a Box, and the second one is called Cat in a Bag. And true to form, they are teeny tiny miniature cats that fit in the palm of your hand. (laughs) And one of them is in a little knit cardboard box, and the other one is in a little knit paper bag that is so cute and this is for my house especially and my cats we always joke we call boxes cat traps because if you put a box down on the floor in about 30 seconds there is usually a cat sitting in it (laughs) so true to form this is something that cats like to do get into boxes get into bags and it's very very cute because they are miniature so so teeny tiny like i said they fit into the palm of your hand i wonder how fiddly those would be to knit because hers are knit right so fiddly yeah they are knit and that is one reason i have never made one of these miniatures even though the little teeny tiny snowman pattern that she has (laughs) which is one of her most popular patterns on ravelry so cute. I don't know if those oh are the ones goodness. that I've made. I've made they're little snowmen. I think they're her patterns. Teeny that... tiny. They're mm-hmm. only about that Yeah, they look, big. they're like little peanuts. Yeah. Yeah. That's I've it. I've those, yeah. That, it's got to be. It's a very cute little pattern. So that is Cat in a Box and Cat in a Bag from Mochi Mochi Land. And the other thing that I found that I thought was very interesting... Do you remember the Jessica Jones linen stitch oh, cowl? Oh, yeah. yeah. Now there is a hat to go with it Ooh. called If Jessica Jones Had a Hat. <laughs> 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 the pattern is by Smine, and the hat is also 
knit in linen stitch. And to my eye and my style, it looks very polished and put together, very clean looking because the whole hat is just in the linen stitch. And I really like this look. And she made the sample in the same gray as the Jessica Jones cowl that the character wears in the show. So it appears to be a very, very cool set. Ooh, so is that hat in your future? Possibly. Mm -hmm. I like it a lot. And you really really love the cowl, too. I do like the cowl. And one of the things that that linen stitch is great for is multicolored skeins. I think multicolored skeins look so cool in the linen stitch Mm -hmm. because it really looks woven instead of knit. And so I think if you have a multicolored skein, that might be great for a hat, too. Yeah, I agree. Oh, and I noticed that there, she also has a crochet version of both the hat and the cowl. Oh. Which is, which is very cool. Remember I was saying, I think it was just last episode, that there seemed to be more cool crochet patterns mm-hmm. coming out. And this one is another one to add to my <laughs> observations, because I think they look really neat. When you look at them, it looks like linen stitch. Well, and that's interesting too, because I didn't enjoy knitting the linen stitch Mm. so much and crocheted, it would probably be a lot easier. I'm curious. I'm, I, yeah, I don't know how it is done in crochet. That's interesting. Yeah. And those are free patterns? I don't think so. Okay. I'm, you know, the I can't remember. I thought that Jessica Jones cow was maybe at one time. Free. I think it was. So I'm not sure if the crochet, they probably aren't. They probably aren't. Well, they're worth I, it because they're good patterns. Yeah. yeah. I, I do remember that the hat, I want to say it was inexpensive. It was maybe three or four US dollars. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah. Not it wasn't bad at all for a hat pattern. Cool. And then while I was looking at the patterns by Spinet, I noticed that she had another themed set of patterns. And this one is a hat, a cowl, and a scarf. And they are entitled Unity, but it's U hyphen knit hyphen Y. Oh, I like that. So Unity. And these are really cool patterns. I think you would like them. They're black and white hearts on little squares of the opposite color. Okay. So a black heart on a white square, a white heart on a black Black square. And then some of the hearts have rainbows going through the hearts. Oh my gosh. And then the top of the hat also has a rainbow. And she is a designer from New Zealand and the pattern page for each accessory explains her design and how it represents inclusivity for her Ah. so it's a very cool explanation and a really nice design i don't have my computer here or i would show gail i think gail would absolutely love these they're really cute though really really cute just because it's got the hearts black and white it's nice there have been Lots of rainbow patterns in the hot right now for the celebration of 
LGBTQ Pride Month in mm-hmm. June. So lots and lots. But I didn't notice this particular pattern in Hot Right Now, but it certainly could have been because it's a very, very nice design. So check that one out. Unity. I will check because I also <laughs> have a mini skein set in rainbow colors and I purchased Neighborhood Fiber Companies during Pride Month. They had oh, okay. a rainbow sock blank and different that's right. I remember you mini skein sets. That. So I got the rainbow sock blank. That's really cool. Okay. Yeah. Because so. you need a, a sock mini set to do these accessories. Oh my gosh. And I happen to have one. Okay. I'll check that out as soon as I get home. I'm excited. Okay. So that is what I have been stocking. How about you, Gail? What are you stocking? Well, I'm super interested that you were looking at Mochi Mochi Land's patterns because I got a text from my daughter, Alex, last night saying, can you knit these? And they were actually crocheted. She doesn't know the difference, but that's okay. (laughs) Little tiny baby mice. There were four of them in the palms of someone's hand. Oh, that would be easy. Uh, Maybe. They're super tiny, so it'd be fiddly as all get out. I can't imagine there'd be too many pieces, though. Yeah, probably not. But they looked pretty darn cute. So I told her I would look for a pattern. So I'll have to look on her Anna's site first because she's gotta have a mouse she's gotta have a mouse. <laughs> she's gotta have a baby mouse and well, i don't know if it would be easier to crochet one because these were crocheted or to knit one but you know she options are know good the difference exactly. like you said so yeah and options are nice so yeah that wasn't on my stocking list but it's in the background of my mind that it will be stocked exactly soon. because i haven't been on the computer much lately either alex And her husband, Josh, and Olivia, my granddaughter, who turned six months old last weekend, they were here on vacation, staying at my parents' house, and I got to see them five days straight, and I didn't go near a computer any of those five days, and then when they left, I had a lot of work to catch up on, so I haven't been on Ravelry much either, and haven't been stalking too much, but one thing that did, it didn't recently catch my eye. It re-caught my eye because there was a secondary pattern similar to it released. And it is Hohe's Hipster Shawl. Oh, yeah. And she just recently, like last week, released the Hipster Cowl. Cowl. So she has a shawl and a cowl, both based on the same type of stitch pattern with fringe. And it's in worsted weight. I like those. It's really cute. I've been stocking the shawl, which was released at least a year ago, probably more, And I never have the right amount of worsted weight stash (laughs) to knit it. So it's one of those things where I keep it in the back of my mind. And then on Friday, don't, you know how every once in a while a pattern just grabs you. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to buy it right now. I have DK weight yarn in my stash, a kit or set that Charlene gave me for my birthday many years ago. It's a color pink gradient from dragonfly fibers in their traveler dk and i have enough of the yarn in that gradient to knit the hipster shawl and i was all excited i bought the pattern i printed it out i was gonna start hand winding the little mini skeins and i thought i really want it to be in one solid color (laughs) (laughs) so i still haven't cast it on but it's hovering there in the back of my mind either i'm gonna cast on with those pinks or Who knows what I'll do. We talked about this last week. It's one of those situations where you have a well curated stash. And yet, how is it possible that you do not have enough of a particular weight to knit 
a particular item. I'd like how to is know that how it's possible. <laughs> With all the yarn I have, I don't have just the right amount. It's uh, 680 yards, I want to say. That is kind of a middling amount. Yeah, so that's far less than a sweater quantity. And when you want to break up a sweater quantity, exactly. So it turns out to be an amount that I don't have in my stash. (laughs) But I could make it work if I haven't convinced myself I need it to be in one color. Because that's the other phenomenon is once you have a vision of it in your head, if you knit it to something that's not that vision, are you going to like it as much as you right. thought you would. Right. So that's the dilemma I'm facing right now. But it all started with the hipster shawl by Hohi Locatelli. So you know that feeling you get when suddenly you see something and you have to knit it now and it jumps ahead of everything else mm-hmm. on your queue? I hereby dub that cue jacking. <laughs> <laughs> you, Gail, have been cue jacked. I was cue jacked. It's true. I just didn't have the stash to back it up. <laughs> Uh, and two other things I'm also stocking. Back in my stocking is the hoodie shawl cardigan. And we've talked about this recently. We have. I like that design. It's super, super cute. And even though I tried to knit it and determined mid-knit that I wasn't going to like it because it's an open front sweater that doesn't have closures. But the thing that I don't like about open front sweaters is when they don't close. Even... If it doesn't have closures, I want it to be able to pull across my body and cover me. So I do have some open front cardigans that don't close, yet they do span my torso. So this cardigan, it actually, I think you increase stitches so that the bottom fronts are longer and it doesn't drape down towards the ground but you could pull it across and make some kind of closure if you wanted, or you could just have it, you know, being enough fabric that I wouldn't have that irritating. I'm trying to tug mm-hmm. it closed and it won't close. Right. So I don't know why it was in hot right now again, but it is. And I saw it and thought, oh my gosh, I really like <laughs> this sweater. And I always I come too. back to it. So it's back in my queue, yeah. high up in the queue. And I haven't even started to look at my stash to see what I would use to knit it. But it is a three-color sweater. It's knit from the center back down in a shawl configuration. I'm not sure if that's true anymore. See, I tried to knit it twice, and yet that was years ago. So I can't remember exactly what I the construction is. I think you started out like a triangular shawl. I'm pretty sure you do, but yeah. I can't remember for sure. But it has raglan increases. It has a hood. It looks, if you're looking at it from the back with the hood up, it looks like a triangular shawl down the center of your back. It's really, really cute. And there are stripes in that shawl area. Then there's a solid color part on the body. And then there is a, either a third color or stripes at the bottom. And it's just a really cute design, fingering weight, and it's back in my stocking and may actually be back on the needles at some point when I decide what I want to knit knit it with. And that's by the designer Suzanne Summer. And I already own the pattern. That's right. So it's in my library already. (laughs) And the last one I'm stocking is compliments of our moderator, the awesome Robbie. She, after our last episode, when I said I was stocking Sunnyside as a sweater option for my friend who had a baby girl recently... She said her favorite go-to sweater pattern for little girls is Fairy Dust, 
by the designer Danny Sunshine. And she sent me a link to it, and it's adorable. It is a top-down cardigan in sport weight yarn, and it's a yoke. It has yoke shaping and little lace vertical stripes in the yoke. It's really, really cute. It has just the top three buttons on it, so it kind of flares out a little Mm -hmm. bit, which is perfect for little babies who have diapers, so they get wider towards the bottom. And it's just a really, really cute sweater. And that's Fairy Dust by Danny Sunshine. So that might end up being the sweater I knit for my friend's daughter. Nice. Yeah. What are you knitting? I am knitting my Maypop hoodie. Yay! Yay! I'm so excited about this. This is my entry into the Colors of Fall 2019 knit-along. I am knitting the... This pattern by Susanna Winter in Holstgarn Coast, and it's a dark gray, aka frost gray. <laughs> okay, it was frost gray. It was frost name. gray. Okay. Frost gray is the name of the color on the Pantone charts, Pantone color palette. list, the color palette. Thank you. It starts at the top. I have knit the hood, and I am currently increasing along the raglan lines that increase so you have enough fabric for the shoulders, the sleeves, and the body. It is slow, slow going at this point because I'm adding eight stitches every other row. I'm looking at three different charts. There's a left chart and the right chart, right, right chart. There is a lace panel along the two fronts, and then there is a lace panel along the back. So I'm looking at the a center chart, and then a left and a right. And it's not a difficult pattern to follow, but it's just, I have to be sure that it's right, and it's time consuming, and I want to make sure that I'm doing it right. Mm-hmm. So I don't have to rip out any lace rows. I'm enjoying it. I've just joined the second ball of Coast. There are, the pattern should take me most of four balls. So I can say that I guess I've just passed the 25% mark. (laughs) Yeah, because the hood is a massive amount of knitting. The hood is a lot of knitting. That's a big So I've gotten into the raglan increases that it'll keep getting bigger and bigger so that will each row is going to take a little bit longer and longer but then i'm going to separate at some point and just be knitting on the body stitches and when that happens of course then it will start going a little faster Mm -hmm. the body will start growing a little faster and then i'll have sleeves and the sleeves if i recall correctly i think the sleeves are just stuck in it i think so too yeah So I'm looking forward to getting a little further along on this one. It is a hoodie. So the closures, you can do a tie or buttons and a buttonhole, button, buttons and buttonholes or both. Susanna in her sample has done both and I am putting the buttonholes on my sweater so that I do have the option of putting both. And my plan right now is to have the I-cord belt and the button closures. 
the yarn is super, super light. The coast yarn is very, very light. So they're going to have to be very light buttons. So it does not weigh that front button band down mm -hmm. and sag or hang more than the rest of the sweater. So I'm going to have to keep that in mind. The buttons are going to have to be not metal, for example. They're going to have to be plastic, shell, something thin, small, light. They make some really, really cute plastic buttons that are incredibly light. They look a lot heavier than they Good. actually are. Yeah. Good. I'll be looking at those. <laughs> and I also have been working on my Sunnydale cowl, which I will talk about in the next segment. And I have not picked up my Farallon in the past two weeks. Not at all. Because I was at my parents' one week and I needed easy knitting, mm -hmm. which is why the Sunnydale cowl is almost done. So how about you? What are you knitting? Right now I'm working on my magical thinking. Let's see, what does she call it? Pullover shawl. Yes. Because she doesn't call shawl. it a poncho. <laughs> and I'm working on the border. So this will be finished within the next day or two. And I'm super excited because this is my first entry into the Colors of Fall Knit Along. And I have several of the pink colors in this shawl from the palettes. The New York, I don't remember which ones have pink in them, but there were some spring palettes that had pink. The Merlot color is in here. The, I think it's called Vanilla Custard maybe, is in here. So I have quite a few colors represented. Nice. And it's a three color pullover shawl. I'm never going to get that right because I want to <laughs> say poncho every time. And Charlene recently knit it, so you've heard a lot about it. But the colors that I'm using, I'm using two variegated one that has speckles in it. The one with speckles is a lighter pink and it's called Hula Yarns and it's called Lula is the name of the colorway. I'm using a natural with sparkle in it. That's a Western Sky Knits sock base. And I'm using a slightly variegated dark, dark pink that has some Merlot in it. Also Western Sky Knits sock yarn. So it's really pretty. It's very pink. It's very me. And it just makes me happy just to look at it. I could just hang it in my room and be happy. I don't even need to wear it. <laughs> it's a good combination. I remember when we were playing around with colors, you were at first maybe a little hesitant about having a speckled with a variegated. Mm -hmm. And it looks fabulous. It did. I think it looks fabulous. Thank you. It, the way they knit together really looks good. I was also a little bit concerned because... Both of the contrast colors have the vanilla custard in them, so I thought that the contrast wouldn't be high enough, but it's absolutely high enough. It, it worked really yeah. well together, and I really love the effect. Yeah, and actually, I misspoke. That's not a variegated. It's more of a tonal than a variegated. Yeah, I think I called it variegated, too, and okay. it is. Yeah, you're right. It's more of a tonal colorway. Absolutely. So, sorry, I misspoke there, too. So, that's Magical Thinking by the designer Casapinka. Really loving it. And the other thing I have actively on the needles is my Like a Cloud number two, which is another pattern by Hohi Locatelli. And it is knit with a lace weight yarn held doubled with a mohair silk lace weight yarn. And I've found that in our current heat wave, I do not enjoy knitting mohair 
when my palms are sweaty. It doesn't work very well. So that hasn't seen a whole lot of action. Although it's not surprising. Yeah, it's a yeah. little bit uh, stickily, yeah. sticky on your wet palms. Yeah. And I'm a sweater. I sweat a lot, so it doesn't really work. But you're a sweater. I know. <laughs> I, as soon as I said it, I thought that <laughs> I wear a sweater and I am a sweater. The I'm only still working on the upper back portion of that sweater. So for like a cloud, you cast on the stitches for the entire upper back and it's a slight drop shoulder design. So you have a lot of stitches on the needles and you put a stitch marker on the very center stitch and then you knit down for the upper back. So from the top of your shoulders down to your underarms, basically, and then you pick up stitches on the top and knit down for each front. So you knit the front side down to the underarms and then the left side, and then you join it and you just are back and forth the rest of the sweater, basically. And I'll be doing A-line shaping on this one, just like I did my last one. Mm -hmm. And I'm not doing the texture. So basically it's straight up stockinette stitch back and forth. So it's really relaxing knitting. There's no thinking involved. If it wasn't sticking to my palms, it would be (laughs) ideal knitting, but it's a little bit too warm for mohair here right now. So those are the things that I'm actively knitting, but we both mentioned Colors of Fall, the knit-along happening right now, and we have a lot of prizes already, lots of active chatter in the Ravelry group. I was very sorry to have missed that for all the days I was away from the computer. I have been too. Yeah. I need to catch up. Yep. I'm several pages behind. I am too. And I'm looking forward to seeing what everybody's knitting. Yes. I had cast on the Maypop hoodie as well, but I haven't knit a single stitch since (laughs) I did my second increase row or short row for the hood. So I've made no progress on that yet. But with magical thinking being near the end, I hope to pick Maypop back up. But some of the prizes haven't been added to the list on Ravelry yet. But stay tuned because my mom and dad are leaving me. They're moving. (laughs) I have lived within a half an hour of my parents all my life, except for the two years we lived in France. And they're moving to Oregon. I'm very ups well not i'm happy for them sad for myself sad, because yeah. yeah i'm gonna miss my parents a lot it's a big change it's a huge it's a change big life change yep so i've had some adjusting to do and it's going to be even harder when they actually leave in about six weeks but my mom has started going through their house that they've lived in for 40 plus years so can you imagine the accumulation of things and when I got there yesterday to help her start packing, she handed me two bags full of yarn. Oh, wow. And she said, here you go. Make these prizes for your knit-alongs or whatever you want to do with them. So wow. there will be, I think, an abundance of prizes this time. Or I just may decide to put it up in our thread and say, you know, if you want to pay for shipping, I'll send this to you or whatever. So keep your eyes peeled for that. So there will be also some mournful stuff for me coming up as my parents leave me. I keep telling them, I'm too young for you to leave me. I'm too young. I'm 50 years old. You can't leave me. So that's the update on Colors of All. Stay tuned because there will be lots more prizes in the prize thread. So although we've not been near our computers to update what we finished, what have you finished? Well, in my hands, I have finished the knitting on the Sunnydale cowl. This is a pattern by Katie Carroll, and I mentioned that I had been at my parents for a week cleaning out house, and this was what I worked on pretty much the whole time I was there because it was simple enough that I didn't have to focus on a pattern, 
And while I was doing this emotionally taxing work, it was about all I could handle. Mm. So Sunnydale Cow, the knitting is finished. Yay! And so I even did the bind off last night, but there is a step that you do after you bind off. The Sunnydale cowl is a cowl with some, they're kind of cables, kind of just twisted stitches that are, it's an elongated stitch that stretches out over three rows and they go diagonally and somewhat look like little fangs, vampire fangs, mm -hmm. named the Sunnydale is the town where Buffy the Vampire Slayer lived and slayed vampires. <laughs> it's amazing how many vampires there were in Sunnydale. It was it the Hellmouth. Like, there you go. That explains everything. <laughs> it does. It really does. I forgot about that. Because that's the way the show ended. Oh, I've forgotten that. Yep. <laughs> so there are it, the somewhat fang design. But in order to see these fangs, you get to do a fun last step after the bind off, which is dropping stitches between the twisted stitch columns. So you end up with a column of stitches, a dropped stitch, a column of stitches, a dropped stitch. And while you are binding off, there's a purl stitch that you've purled so that you can see it and you get to this stitch and you just take it off the needles and I unraveled it several rows down so that I know definitively that that's going to be a dropped stitch and then you continue on with your bind off so you knit around the cowl bind it off and then now I'm doing that fun part where I sit here and tug and stretch on the stitches to drop them all the way down the cow. It's very exciting it to watch. It is very exciting because what happens is these columns of the elongated twisted stitches become very defined whereas before you didn't necessarily see them because they were all close together and when you drop one stitch your cowl becomes wider because instead of being a U and forming that stitch, your fabric is just that's that yarn is just stretched across. So your fabric gets wider and your cowl becomes bigger around. And it's fun to do. <laughs> you know, I'm watching you do this and I'm thinking to myself, what single skein of fingering do I have at home that I could use for this? And I don't know if you remember Several years ago at Stitches, I bought a skein of gray yarn that has a rainbow dyed in it. Oh, I do remember. So yes. with planned pooling, I do remember. if you knit a certain circumference, right. that rainbow stacks up on itself. You'd have and to try it. It would yeah. be really cool if I could make it work with that. It would. It would be really cool. It would yeah. be all gray except for the stri the vertical stripe that was rainbow. That would yeah, be so cool. That would be cool. I'm going to have to try it. I do remember that yarn. So this is fun. I'm dropping. I think I'm almost done with the dropping. 
Uh, maybe about halfway. It's so cool. But it's very cool. It's that I would think of that guttural when I still to this day, I've been knitting for decades. If I drop a stitch off my needle, I break into a cold sweat. <laughs> I literally get a fight or flight sy- syndrome response when I drop a stitch off my needle. Adrenaline rush. It's ridiculous. I know how to fix it, but every time I just like, oh no, I've dropped a stitch. So watching her deliberately drop a stitch, I mean, it's anchored. Do you hear those crows? I do. They're flying right over the top of our car. Yeah. They're very angry with each other. And there they go. <laughs> but watching her deliberately drop the stitch is like fighting every instinct I have to reach over and say no don't do that it's gonna ruin it it's really fun to watch pretty cool so i'll get some pictures of this up soon it's very it's been a fun knit and i think i will probably make this one again the plus is that it's really it works really well and she designed it to work with a very multicolored or variegated skein and Probably we all have those single skeins of variegated or multicolored <laughs> sock weight yarn. And we wonder, hmm, maybe what more than are one. we going to do with that? Because we've purchased them because they were beautiful and we couldn't resist and, yep. and perhaps didn't have a plan. So this design works very, very well for those single skeins. And that is Sunnydale Cowl by Katie Carroll. Have you finished anything yet? I have. So last time we recorded, I had cast on all the things and was going slightly crazy as a result. (laughs) And I've finished two of them. So the How Quiet Hat, which is a design by Helen Stewart from her Knit Vent collection of last year. I finished the hat and it was a lot of knitting. We went spring skiing in the Sierras for 4th of July. We are completely insane. My (laughs) husband got this idea in his head that he had to do it. He hadn't done it in over 20 years, so we were going to do it. And we did. We skied on the 4th of July, but it was my car knitting. And usually a hat wouldn't take me that long to knit. This is designed for DK weight yarn, and I held fingering doubled with a mohair silk lace weight, the same yarns I used for my love note sweater. And every row or every other row has pattern stitching on it. And for some reason, I couldn't take my eyes off of my knitting. It could have been Mm -hmm. a combination of the two yarns held doubled with slip slip knit and whatever else is going on. I don't remember anymore, but it took me a really long time to knit the hat. I was really surprised. I had thought, oh, this will breeze off my needles. I'll be done with this in a heartbeat. But it it consumed almost the whole ride to Tahoe, which was four plus hours, and some of the ride back, and I still had to do some more of it at home. So, And I had already knit the whole brim. All the ribbing was done before we even left for Tahoe. So quite a bit of knitting, but the hat is adorable. It's a beautiful color. It's a beautiful texture. If I was knitting it with DK weight yarn, it for sure would have gone faster. So my yarn didn't knit up to that gauge. My combination of yarns didn't knit Mm -hmm. up to that gauge. But it's a beautiful hat. I highly recommend the pattern. And I really like the FO. Haven't taken pictures yet because our heat wave here has made me almost nauseous at the thought of putting a hat on my head. (laughs) But I will have pictures soon. You have to find a way to be hat adjacent. 
yes, and or bribe one of my children <laughs> to do it. So that's, I think that's what I'm going to do. And I also finished Panda, the Yay. pattern by Susan B. Anderson that I spontaneously, it Q-jacked me. Yes. <laughs> when I saw it on Instagram, I bought it immediately. I found my stash as quickly as I could because it was hiding from me. And I cast on within, I don't know, 10 or 15 minutes of seeing that on Instagram. And it is adorable. Honestly, it was a lot of fiddly knitting. It was knit on double pointed needles. And to get the right gauge, I had to use, I think, a size one double pointed needle because I'm a loose knitter. So there was a lot of sore hands in the beginning, but the FO is so adorable. Oh my gosh. And the way the pattern is written for anyone who's knit or crocheted a toy and had to come to the part where you put on the arms and the legs and the ear and the tail and they don't look symmetrical when you're done because whatever combination of things happened when you picked up stitches or whatever, it just looks wonky. Susan B. Anderson is a genius. In the knitting, she has specific rows where she tells you knit this number of stitches, now purl this number of stitches, knit, then purl, then knit again. And those purl bumps are where you pick up to place the arms and the legs and the ears and the tail. So you don't have to fudge it when it's time to do it. There's stitches right there. She tells you pick up. They're marked. They're marked. So you pick up the stitches above the purl bumps, the stitches below the purl bumps, and you knit a leg or you knit an arm or you knit an ear. Fantastic pattern writing. She did the same thing for the nose. So the nose center stitch you mark with a removable stitch marker. And then she tells you exactly how to do the embroidery for the nose because I typically, when I do embroidery on an animal, that looks silly to me too. I always look at it and go, oh, it's awful. <laughs> this one looked really cute. I was really Yay. pleased with the result. So I, it was very cute. I knit a panda bear and then I knit a little pink sweater that's hooded that has little holes for the ears. So you put the little hood on, the ears pop out and it buttons closed and it's just precious. And Olivia was here when I finished it. I, of course, wanted to finish it while they were visiting. Mm -hmm. She is fed from a bottle and she, my mom was holding her. She was wide awake, bottle in her mouth. Usually anything that interrupts the bottle results in crying. It's one of the only times I've ever seen her cry. The child literally (laughs) almost never cries. And I held up the bear while she was eating. She pushed the bottle out of her mouth, (laughs) reached over and grabbed the bear. And my mom was like, oh my gosh, she never does that. So Olivia really liked her little bear. It was very, very cute. And it was a hit with my daughter, Alex, too. She thought it was adorable. Great story. So that was the panda by Susan B. Anderson. Yes, there's some fiddly knitting, but it's worth it. It's a very (laughs) well-written pattern. It's an adorable FO, and it's almost foolproof that you're going to have it looking as cute as the pattern pictures, not one of these. It's never going to look as cute as the pattern. It really does result in what you want it to look like. So we have a where are they now segment today, taking a look back at different things we finished and what are they doing now? Where sweaters are they? from the past. Not just sweaters, too. I have a different That's one true. today. That's yeah. Any knitted item from the past. So I have noticed that because of the warm weather in this hemisphere, 
a lots of short-sleeved sweaters have been popping up on Ravelry. And one that I have knit three times in the past, and I, I say that and I cannot believe that I've knit it three times, but it has been over the course of several years, of course, is the Buttercup Pattern by Heidi Kiermeyer. This is a free pattern on Ravelry, and there is, of course, lots and lots of versions, lots of projects listed on Ravelry for this sweater. Now, the first one that I knit was some repurposed Rowan Calmer yarn. I loved the Rowan Calmer yarn. It is a lightweight cotton and acrylic. I think, but it's a very nice yarn. And unfortunately, it's no longer being made, but it is one of my favorite cotton yarns. And Such it, a stretchy. Yeah, it's nice got a yarn. stretch to it. The only thing is that for this sweater, it was heavy. And partially that's because the pattern is written for a DK weight yarn. But also this first version ended up being too big for me. And I could not stand to unravel the sweater because the yarn was so nice and I had already unraveled it once. Mm -hmm. <laughs> when I made my first version of Buttercup, it was a repurposed yarn that I had previously used for another Rowan sweater. It was a Rowan, it was a pullover, a long sleeve pullover that I made, loved the design, and then never wore. Just one of those things, just never wore. And I've since realized that that one was just also too big for me too. That was one of my issues when I first started knitting. I made everything a little too big. So live and learn. Yep. My second buttercup was made in a 100% cotton yarn and it turned out to have all the characteristics that I dislike about cotton yarn. <laughs> the it was a 100% cotton immersorized cotton. It stretched. The fabric was heavy and icky. To me, it was icky. It just felt icky. When you got overheated, the fabric stayed damp. I didn't care for it. I'm laughing because we've talked about subbing yarn recently and how I subbed for sitcom chic. Mm -hmm. I used immersorized cotton. When we packed my mom's closet yesterday, mm -hmm. the sweater was in her closet. Oh. And I said, you still have that sweater. I knit that sweater at least 12 years ago. <laughs> and she said, of course I do. I wouldn't get rid of that. I said, hand it to me. It's going in the Goodwill bag. Oh, wow. I said, have you ever worn it? And she said, I have worn it twice. And I said, how long ago was that? A really long time. I said, that's going in the Goodwill bag. So I happily got rid of the sitcom chic that I subbed mercerized cotton for because yeah. it was heavy and it stretched and it did all those things. And so. you know, some people really like mercerized cotton. I work in a yarn store and I have had customers come in and tell me they love working with mercerized cotton and they want to make a certain top or a particular sweater and they want to make it in mercerized cotton. So it certainly has its place and it has its fans. 
it's just not one of my favorite fibers to work with. Same. So that one was also given away. And then finally, I decided because versions one and two were too big, I was going to make one in a fingering weight because I still wanted this top. So I did make one in the Holst Garn Coast. And actually that one fit me well. I liked it. The pattern as written has a very, very wide opening for the neck. And I recall the first versions that I made, I felt like if I just leaned over a little bit, I was exposing <laughs> myself if I wasn't wearing a tank underneath. So Charlene and I one... are not flashers. <laughs> <laughs> so the third one I made, I did not flash the world. If I leaned over, it fit better. The fingering weight made the pattern a little bit smaller around the neckline and it it did fit better and i ended up felting that one accidentally oh, <laughs> oh no i didn't remember that yeah i remember oh, with coast yarn it felt yeah Oops. it did i remember pulling my things out of the washing machine and saying oh I don't remember putting that in the washing machine. It it was a complete accident. And you know, that happens. And I knit a lot. So I have to be honest, I wasn't completely heartbroken. It's okay. It happens. But I have decided that this pattern is just not meant to be for me. (laughs) I will not. Third time was the charm. Third time was the last. I will not be knitting this one again because out of three, it's three strikes and they are all out it's not anything about the pattern many people have knit the pattern successfully but it just shows that sometimes things don't work out and who knows why it's i tried to knit it twice (laughs) and i the first attempt it was way too big Mm -hmm. and the second attempt i didn't even finish it i don't remember remember that yeah i remember that Yeah. yeah And there are lots and lots of other t-shirt type garments that I would like to try. So decent pattern. It just didn't work out for me. That was Buttercup by Heidi Kiermaier. (laughs) I did three because the approach I took to what or where is it now this time is I walked into my closet and I looked at the sweaters that have been worn the most that still get worn on a regular basis Mm -hmm. so that's how i chose my where are they now and the first one is the apres surf hoodie by connie chang chinchillo chinchillo i knit that sweater in may i started it in may 2009 finished it in may 2010 so that was a long time on the needles and i knit that in a now discontinued rowan yarn not calmer though. Oh, that's though. right. It was cash cotton. It's cash cotton, which is a fingering weight blend of cashmere cotton and other stuff. And it's a really great yarn. I've since used it to knit the Light Rain by I Hobie. I like that yarn too. And I have another sweater quantity in stash that I got off D-Stash because it's such a nice yarn. And I wear that on a regular basis. And I have since I knit it. It's in a unusual greeny kind of color. It's a great sweater. It's all over lace. It has hood. 
It has little rolls at the cuffs and the hem and around the hood. And it's just a fantastic sweater. That I love is. It. I often come back to that pattern thinking I'm going to make one because yours is so great. And you should. <laughs> you should totally knit one again. I would knit another in a color that I like more. But this sweater required seaming. And I seamed part of it myself. But some of the reason it took so long was because you have to seam the sleeves to the body. And mm -hmm. after all the work of knitting all of that lace, I didn't want it to look bad because I'd seamed it for. So I actually hired someone at a local yarn store to seam the shoulders to the body for me. And I was so glad I did because she did a flawless job. And I know I would have been unhappy with my own seaming, especially at the time. So that's the only thing that's kept me from knitting another one is because I don't look forward to the seaming of the sleeves to the body. So I could just hire someone else to do it, which is probably what I would do. But it's a great sweater, the Apres Surf Hoodie. And then I picked a cardigan. So the cardigan that is in my stash, sweater stash that gets worn regularly is the Solstice Cardigan, which is by Cecily Glowick McDonald. And that one I knit in January 2014. And when I'm cold and don't have a sweater already out for some reason, that's the first one I reach for. It's knit in Madeline Tosh Erin, E-R-I-N, which is a heavy worsted weight that is very lofty. So the sweater is very warm, but it's not heavy. And it is an open front cardigan. It's one of my successful open front cardigans that doesn't have closures, but it does pull together in the front. So mm -hmm. I can pull it together and it doesn't stay covering me, but it, I get this, the satisfaction of being able to pull it <laughs> yeah. all the way closed. And as I was standing there looking at these two sweaters, I reached into my storage bin where I keep my old show notes. And I just picked up the first show notes that were on the top of the pile. And it turned out that they were episode 56, which was February, 2014. And what I was wearing was the solstice cardigan. Oh, so wow. I was like, well, that was meant to be. <laughs> and there were some funny things on that first page that were successful knits as well. And one of them was the learn to knit a log cabin blanket. Oh. And I was knitting one for a baby shower at that time, which was a successful gift. It was very well received. And then I knit another one. And so the first one was knit in 2014. The second one I knit in 2015 Isabel from the Fluffy Fibers podcast did something she called the Gentle Along, which was a year-long knit-along where you were. the idea was to knit something that brings you peace. And mm -hmm. there was no rush to finish it. It was supposed to be a long-term project. And I knit another log cabin blanket for our house. And that has been on our couch every mm -hmm. single day since I finished it in 2015. And we wow. call it Lucy's Blanket because... <laughs> It's always on the couch and I use it at night when I get chilly, which even now in the summertime, it gets chilly in the evenings with our fog. So usually I'll have it draped over my legs. But during the day, I spread it out on the couch so my spoiled rotten black lab can get up on the couch and lay down on and her blanket. Yes. So <laughs> she will stand there and stare at the couch wow. and stare at the blanket until you lay it flat for her. So it's really Lucy's blanket, but... It does get washed because, you know, dog hair and all. But mm -hmm. she's not a stinky dog. Otherwise, she couldn't use my blanket. So <laughs> the 
Learn to Knit a Log Cabin Blanket. And that's a design by Stacy Perry, who is Pink Knits or Knit Pink. Very pink. Very pink. Thank you. And it's a fantastic pattern. I believe it's free. And it's just a really fun garter stitch where if you don't know how to pick up stitches, it's a great way to learn because you start with a square and then you pick up stitches along two sides of the square in an alt a different color. And then you pick up on the other side of the square and then you keep doing that and you get this really cool design. So you could do one that you just kept doing that and it grew outward and outward and outward. And then you do a border on it or I've done squares. So I've done squares with the same color scheme and then seamed those all together with a border in between. So I highly recommend that pattern. And that's where are they now, nice. including a blanket. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I hope that you are all cast on and knitting happily for the colors of fall. But remember, it is a three-month knit-along. So you have until September 19th or 20th, something mm -hmm. like that. It's in the thread. And I put the prizes in the very first post in the chatter thread because I didn't want so much stuff at the very top of the yeah, thing. So you have to scroll down page. all the time. Yeah. So I left the colors, I think, up at the top, but the prizes are in post number one. So if okay. you're looking for them, that's where you'll find them. And we'll be adding to that post, editing the post. Yep. To as we prizes. get more prizes, because yeah. I'm being contacted on a regular basis from very generous designers. Nice. Some of you who are Thank listeners you. who are donating skeins of yarn and things like that. So it's one of the things I love about our knit alongs. Yes. Our community is just fantastic. We, we love all of you community. so much. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully you're enjoying the knit along. Hopefully you're enjoying your summer or winter, depending where you are in the world. And happy knitting. Happy knitting, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye. You can find our podcast on iTunes at Yarniacs Podcast. Visit our blog with show notes at yarniacs.com. We have a friendly and engaging Yarniacs Podcast Ravelry group. My Ravelry name is Knitter Ninja Shar. Gail's is Gaily Whaley. You can follow us on Twitter at Yarniacs or on Instagram at Yarniac and at Gaily Whaley.